Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. Today we're going to talk about WIFM or WIFM. What's in it for me? If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Really happy to have you. If you've been here before, super happy to have you back. You know, today's subject is something that uh, I think a lot of people miss, which is the WIFM. What's in it for me when you communicate? You're talking to a person, and they're listening, and they're asking themselves, why would I care about what you're saying? Please tell me what's in it for me. And recently, I did a podcast. I would like you to re- listen to it again, or listen to it if you haven't listened to it before, episode number 144, about the four false assumptions when communicating. And just to kind of summarize those four false assumptions, the first is assuming people have time. When they don't, assuming people have knowledge, they know what you're talking about, they, they have the same technical knowledge that you do. Number three is assuming they're interested. And number four is assuming they can pay attention. And this episode is what's in it for me is really specifically talking about the false assumption of interest. Just because you're interested in something doesn't mean the person you're talking to is interested in it. For as obvious as that sounds, many people skip that part and they start talking, assuming that the audience shares that interest. In WIFM or WIFM, what's in it for me is what's missing. You don't tell the person what's in it for them. They're asking themselves this question repeatedly. Why would I care? Why would I care? Why would I care? What's in it for me? And being able to really hone in on this is going to ensure that we're always relevant to our audience. When they're asking, what's in it for me? You know, if you think about that, WIFM almost looks like a radio station. I've also heard it described as why it freaking matters. So that's, that's just a way, it's a very brute way of saying, so what? All right, so why, why would I care? We, we've got to ensure that we're always relevant to people. And what inspired me to even come up with this, you know, not, the, not this podcast, but I wrote about this in brief, um, was a story, and it happened a number of years ago, and it really left a mark in my, in my, kind of my head, my psyche. Um, the story relates to Columbia House and Square Donuts. And you're like, what, what do those two things even have to do with each other? And you may not even know either one of them. So Columbia House was, I don't know if it exists anymore, a place where you would give them like a penny and they would give you 13 at the time. And then when they started, I think it was like eight tracks and then it was like albums. And then you gave them a penny and they give you 13 free CDs and then it was DVDs, etc. Well, Columbia House was located in the headquarters. Again, I don't know if it's, it's still around, but it was located in Terre Haute, Indiana. If you've ever been to Terre Haute, Indiana, it's a pretty unremarkable place. But I had the opportunity to go down there and do a training. This was many years ago. This is probably 20 years ago. Um, so at the time, I was living in Chicago, so I drove down to Terre Haute, Indiana. And like I said, it's pretty unsp- uninspiring. I just you know, couldn't wait to get out of there. If you're from to her, I'm sorry. You probably share the sentiment. Um, it just was, it's just kind of a, a, a lonely, nowhere place, and it's not going anywhere. And the only thing it's, I think it has is like Indiana State University, which played, where Larry Bird played college basketball. 
um, so I was doing this training, and we were training supervisors at Columbia House about how to communicate to the staff and their employees, etc. Again, this is many, many years ago. Way before Brief, way before the Brief Lab, way before I even started my own agency. Um, and I was talking to to these supervisors about how to deliver um, messages regarding like change management. Like, so there was coming, how do you get the word out to employees to change behavior, to change directions, to sort of get their head wrapped around? I'll never forget this woman told me, she's like, that's great. But when I call like a staff meeting with the people that work for me, she's like, the only thing they're thinking the entire time I'm talking about whatever quote unquote corporate is, wants me to tell my employees, the only thing they're thinking is, is this announcement, does it mean I'm going to lose my job? Because if I lose my job, I have to work at Square Donuts. Now, I don't, I didn't know what Square Donuts was, but it's this local, you know, you know, donut maker in, in Indiana, I guess, central Indiana. But the point was, if I get fired, that's the next best job in town. So you can tell me whatever you can tell me just as long as I don't lose my job. And she wasn't even listening. She was only listening for what's in it for me. How is this going to impact me? And I thought about that. I'm like, this is, this is, she's not, she doesn't care about the things that her supervisor or the pre, the owner of the company care about. All she cares about is, okay, how does this affect my employment status? Because if I lose this job, it's the best paying job in town. And if I lose it, I have to go to work at Square Donuts. She said this to me so matter of fact it was so real, so direct that I just thought from that moment on, people aren't really listening. There's like, they're listening. Like, how does this affect me? So in this podcast, how does this affect you is about being relevant or irrelevant people tuning into what you're saying or just tuning out. If you don't think about what matters to your audience, or if you don't know what matters to your audience, they, they can't listen to you. They're, 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 they have too many things competing for their attention. They'll just opt to listen to something else or not listen at all, even if they're nodding their head. So how do we tackle this and how do we really get at with them what's in it for me or why a freaking matters, whatever you want to say the acronym stands for? I mean, I think about this as like really, like I've mentioned this before, the buildup of communicating is like, it's like telling a joke. You're always getting to the payoff. You're getting to the punchline of the joke, the funny part of the joke. That's the part that the audience really, really cares about because that's what makes the joke funny or not funny. It's the delivery of that punchline. The whiffum is the payoff of the message. It's the conclusion. It's the so what. Okay. Now, for those of you who have taken courses with us, there's a formula and this is this is the, what are you talking about? Why would I care? Some basic information in the so what. So this is what the, where the so what would be. This is the punchline. And it's very important that you tee it up in the beginning and pay it off at the end. Okay, so let me give you an example. Let's say that you're making a recommendation to somebody in your organization. And you're, you walk in and you're like, hey, you got a minute? I got to make a recommendation. The person's like, sure, I do. And you're like, I, I, I would like to make a recommendation that's going to really dramatically improve the productivity of the organization. And the reason why I'm making it is because I think that we're wasting a lot of time in doing this certain thing. And the recommendation is to eliminate, you know, let's say it's, I want to eliminate a meeting every week. And the 
person's listening there, I, I got it. Okay, we're going to limit a meeting, and I kind of know why we're doing it because it's kind of a waste of time. But we have to start thinking about, okay, the person I'm telling, what's in it for me? What, how is it going to help them specifically? Not everybody, but maybe it's like, okay, this person I'm talking to, it's like, all right, what do they care about? And it may not be the same thing as the person who's not going to have the meeting anymore. Okay, so I got to really rack my brain on, all right, yes, everybody who doesn't have to go to the Tuesday meeting, well, they, they, they want this to be eliminated. But the boss, okay, the boss who's going to approve that, they're not even in the meeting. So maybe the what's in it for me is you're going to have happier employees. People are going to really look in, in with gratitude to say that you care, you have a heart. And so I would just rack my brain, okay, well, yes, what I'm talking about is a way to improve productivity by eliminating meetings. Why am I doing it? Because this particular meeting is really just a huge waste of time. Everybody just loathes it. It drives them crazy. This is how we're going to eliminate it and replace it. But really, for the leader, yeah, it's going to improve productivity. But what it's going to do is going to make your employees happier. It's going to improve morale. They're going to really, it's going to lighten the load and they're going to be appreciative. They're going to recognize that we, you know, our company, our leaders care. I'm just making this up a little bit, but but I've got to really think hard and fast about, okay, this is what I'm talking about, why I'm saying it, but but so what? What's in it for me? What's in it for that decision maker? And and I need to know, I don't need to guess here. So this is something that I've I I've mentioned in previous podcasts is when you're talking to an audience, know what matters to them, don't guess. Okay, so it takes being attentive. It takes conversations. It takes being an active listener um, to really understand the people who are in leadership positions, what matters to them, what drives them. Don't guess no. I've seen so many people miss this thinking, I know what motivates you. I know what you care about. And, And they don't have a clue. So you have to do your homework here. You have to do your homework. When you're saying this, let's like going back to this example of making this recommendation, with some degree of certainty, you need to know what 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 would matter to this person. So you're you're hitting you're hitting the target, you're hitting the nail on the hammer with this person. Because that's how they're listening. They're listening exactly in the same way that woman at Columbia House is listening. Alright, this is all fine and good, but how does this affect me? How does this positively impact me? How does it help me? And you need to know that. And that's why this expression with them or why it, you know, you know, what's in it for me or why it freaking matters is so fundamental to effective communication because it's the, it's the payoff. It's the punchline of the joke. It's the crescendo. It's the how a person listens from the beginning all the way to the end. And it makes sense to them. And they're motivated to do something with it once they hear it. So, so that's it. I mean, if you, it, when, you, when you think about preparing a message, think about your audience, think about what, what, what drives them, prepare, understand, ask them, listen, notice, motivators. Okay, and, and you'll look at these words, WIFM, and you look at almost like a station, almost like a radio station. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. With this, you're so tuned into others' needs that they never tune you out. Just saying.